You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. And as you're seated, I just want to make sure that everyone got a... A uh, little notebook when you came in. If you didn't get one, we've got some at the Connection Center. There are also pens back there that you can take some notes. We encourage you to do so today. There's going to be a lot of scripture today that, are, that will be important for you uh, to jot down. And then we're going to talk about for the next 30 days what to do with this. And I hope and pray that it will be a real blessing. For those of you that are new with us, uh, we actually have a uh, newcomer's lunch today right after, and then the next one, we do them once a month at this point. If you're here today and planning on that, make sure uh, that you let us know uh, right after service and we can make provision for that. This morning, we're going to continue in our series on sound tracks, and we've said that sound tracks can, can transform a moment. When you think of uh, your favorite movie soundtrack, or you think of your favorite restaurant, you walk in and it's familiar music, or you go to an amusement park, there are, there are sounds and smells and other things as well, but that all helps create a moment, and it's powerful. In music and soundtracks, they stick with us. That's why it's, they're so important. That's why we use these tools and memories around music stick with us. And two weeks ago, as we launched this series, I sang a few soundtracks, and you guys did great. And uh, way to go. And it got me excited. And I've been working on some things that I'm going to share with you here in just a second. But as I was working on uh, maybe a next step, taking it to another level, because I can do it, right? Um, but I, I had this memory of when I was a kid in elementary school, my family, we were the family, and some of you go back a few years in church, if you're kind of grown up in the church, back then a family would sing a special for the offering. Does anybody remember that? A few of you guys remember that? And my family, all five of us, would sing songs. My sisters and I would have a microphone, and then my mom and dad would each have a microphone, and we would just, and we did that several times, and but there was one time that I was working super hard and I thought for sure that my mom and dad were going to let me sing the solo part at this little, it wasn't long, and, but I worked on it, worked on it, and it never happened. And so my memory this past week went from a good memory to a sad memory. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great if we had a video of that, uh, you know, to show my family singing? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, we don't have it, so sorry to disappoint you. I was disappointed, and I just thought it would disappoint you too. And it never happened. I never got the chance to sing my solo. But this is my time to shine. And I thought, well, last time we did Andy Griffith and the Beverly Hillbillies. I even threw in a little Top Gun, and you guys got that. And we ended with I Love You, and people were crying and hugging and slobbering. We had an altar call right after that. At least that's how I remember it. I don't know. But I thought we'd try a couple more. And the first one is super easy. If you go back to the 1990s, and uh, I've got to get my... What happened? Did somebody steal my sheet? Logan? Because I don't... Oh, man. What did I do? Bobby? 
I am seriously going to be, well, I guess we're going to wing it. I'm just going to go for it. This is no joke. My notes. Are, what? No. In this notebook? No, it wouldn't fit in there. It's not in my seat. It's not down there. All right. Well, I'm going for it. All right. 1992. 1992. I was in high school. I wasn't allowed to watch this movie, but I watched it later after I was married. And uh, sorry, Mom. But um, uh, let's see how quickly it takes for you to get it. In fact, whoever shouts it out first, I've got some M&Ms here for you. So participate with me if you would. All right, here we go. It's easy. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time. Excellent. All right, who was first? Who was first? Was it you, Daniel? Did he yell? All right, Daniel, way to go, man. You get some M&Ms there. All right, nice. All right. All right, the next one. Next one. I know this one because this is a song that my wife and I, it's important to us, but it was a theme song, the same era in the 90s. Sorry, guys. I did watch this one growing up, and, uh, and the, the problem is, uh, well, I'm just going to go for it. it. If you know what song track this was to, what movie it was to, just yell it out, all right? And it, and it goes like this. When I wake up, what? Come on. Yeah, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yes, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who. Does anybody else know this song? Yeah, or a few of you. As I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walked. A thousand miles you All right, I've got two more M&Ms. This one's for you, but make sure your parents let you have that before you get that. And the last one will go to the most enthusiastic. I thought we would have it, and I don't have my notes here. I'm going to butcher the first lines, but uh, we'll just skip it anyway. But I need your help because on this song, we're going to sing a part together and then I'm going to butcher something real quick and then see if you know where it's from. <coughs> Whoa! Whoa! You got to sing it with me or we're not going on. Here we go. Two, three. Whoa! Anybody know what movie? Whoa! All right, you win. And then it goes... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you have been waiting for, for me to be done. Oh, boom, boom, bum, bum, two in one family, nice job. And that's all we got. And then it goes on, uh, everything you ever want, come on, sing it with, everything you ever need, it's right there in front of you. I, I miss my calling. I think Broadway, if I ever, if this never, if, if things don't work out. If I could ever find my notes, it would have been better with my notes, but anyway, awesome. The one thing I know is that Pastor Bobby, you've got nothing on me. That's <laughs> Yeah, and the reason we start that way is because of the truth that soundtracks can be powerful, right? Transformative, brings us back in memories, and you know that this series is not about Music, it's about winning the war that wages in our minds. And I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, you've lost your mind. But let's just start with the opening thought that our thoughts are our internal soundtracks that we listen to. We play things over and over in our minds, even more than our favorite songs, believe it or not. And this, 
this series is a really uh, on our thoughts and the battle in our minds, and it's a classic struggle. There's nothing new under the sun. But in this time and place where we are living, 2021, in West Michigan, and if you're online with us, wherever you're watching, you know that this is a difficult time. And we shared statistics a couple weeks ago that, we, that there are, uh, the mental health cases are going through the roof, and, and it's mental health, and it's spiritual battles, and troubling thoughts. And, and so the, I just believe that this series is timely for us to get control. And Pastor Rocky and I, we laid the foundation over the last two weeks, and uh, we looked at Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, and Paul is in prison. He's under house arrest, and it's not an ideal situation, and it's really worst case scenario, but at the end of his letter to the church in Philippi, he says this. He says, finally, Whatever is true, what is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, say it with me. Think on these things. Think on these things. And then he goes on, what you have learned and received and heard from me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. And what we've been saying in this series is that it starts with our thoughts we got to put some things into action, and then it results in an experience, the peace of God, a new thought way, new patterns. And we are talking about this because our lives, your life, my life, we, they move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And because of that, we cannot leave our thoughts to chance. Last week, Pastor uh, Rocky put up the, the THINK um, uh, acronym that you should be thinking on things that are true and helpful and inspiring and necessary and kind. And in my family, we talked about this a couple different times this week, and it's really important for us to be thinking and uh, saying true things. But if we're not careful, thoughts can slip in through the cracks and masquerade as the truth, and all of a sudden we got a half-truth or a, a lie that we're believing, and sometimes these will perpetuate for years. And if your thoughts are not these things, true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind, we all, all of a sudden are thinking inadequate thoughts, or we're feeling drained, and we recognize that it's going to take some steps to change the way we think. And just like the song says, it's everything we ever want, everything we ever need from Great Showman. I know I'm not the Great Showman. But the key to the life that you really want is not criticizing or being hard on yourself. The key is understanding how our brains and how our bodies work. And we mentioned last, a couple weeks ago that our, our brain is not just physical matter. It's also metaphysical, the spiritual and those two interact and intertwine to make who we are. And the key to understanding is that sometimes our, uh, our wires get crossed. How many of you have ever had your wires crossed, right? Where you end up having some stinking thinking, right? And, and you're thinking, man, where to, how did I get here? And you're, you're in a negative spot or a tough spot. And the key to when our wires get crossed is, is that, that we need to rewire, rework, create a new path, so to speak, create a new soundtrack to listen to, an appropriate one, throw away the old broken soundtrack, the old thoughts, 
And the key is, as God's people, we must wage war against the enemy. This means war. See, but the problem is, when I put up this waging war, too many Christians are not waging war at all. Satan is assaulting us with evil. He delivers a blow of deception here, a, a, a troubling thought here, and he bombards our lives with lies. But many of us just sit on the sideline, oblivious to these attacks. We become numb, and our waters get crossed, right? And, and it's, it's like this, like what Craig Crochelle says in the book I mentioned last time. It's that he, he says, we no longer, we long for more, but we settle for less. He says, attempting to impress people, we buy things to fill some mysterious inner endless void. We scroll mindlessly on social media, feeling, feeling left out, left behind, and unimportant as we compare our dull lives with someone else's highlight reels. Does that resonate with anyone else other than me? I know it happens. And what happens is, is let's just call it the way it is, Satan, he has a field day with our thoughts and with our minds but it doesn't have to be that way. I want to go back to that key verse, Philippians 4, 8. In the New King James Version, it says this. It says, finally, brothers, what's ever true, noble, just, those same things. But it ends, it says to, instead of think on these things, it says meditate on these things. And when I say meditate, some of you are like cringing, like, ooh, I don't know, what does it mean to meditate? You might, your mind might go to Eastern meditation or light a candle and breathing exercises, some new, way, new age wacky thing. But meditate simply means to engage in a mental exercise to focus one's thoughts. And that's all we want you to do. Now, in Eastern meditation... Meditation means you empty your mind, and that's not what we're saying. In the Christian meditation, what God's Word says, we don't empty our minds. We fill it with the truth of God's Word, and we train it to be obedient. And there are just a huge list of uh, verses about meditation. I'll just put them up on the screen here. This is just a short smattering that meant something to me this week. We're not going to take the time to look at these, but they're all in the book of Psalm, and just one after the next after the next. And the idea is that we need to meditate on the Word with the truth. And if we let our minds go and we don't meditate on the Word of God, where does our mind naturally drift? It drifts to negativity. It drifts to insecurities, in fears, in worst case scenarios, and ultimately, and really all of it, is lies. Everyone say lies. And the goal this morning, we've got three steps to rework, to rewire our soundtracks, our thoughts. And we need to identify three things, and let's just jump into them. The first one is this. We need to identify the lie. What is holding you hostage? 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it has the word stronghold in there. That is the deception of the enemy, a lie. And it says, oh, we walk, uh, we walk in the flesh. We don't wage war against the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but of, of, have divine power to destroy those lies. Ephesians 6, 12 talks about that we don't fight against flesh, flesh and blood again, but against evil rulers and authorities in an unseen world, against mighty powers powers in a dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. These are important verses. You can write these down. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the liar, right? He's the one that fills us with negativity or insecurities or fears and with lies. And if you don't believe that, look what 1 Peter 5.8 says. It says the devil, or it says, be alert and be of sober mind. Why? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like, uh, uh, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And this is not new. It, it, we're, not, we're not here in 2021 and all of a sudden the enemy's wreaking havoc with our minds. This goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3, you can read it later, verses 1 through 5. Satan was deceiving then and he deceives us the same today. But let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, For we walk in the flesh. We are not waging war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy these lies, these strongholds. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And that's what we get the privilege to do is to identify the lie. Now, let's just be honest. Satan, he's tricky. He's easy to believe. It's his primary weapon to throw lies at us, sabotage. Why do we behave badly? Why do we have irrational thoughts? Why are we self-destructive at times? Why is it that we want to be nice, but we end up yelling at our neighbor or our friend or the closest ones to us? It's because the enemy, he throws lies at us. We want to save money and we want to be generous, but... Instead, we spend every penny and we go shopping instead. We want to trust God, but we end up worrying. Why is this? Because the enemy will fill our lives, fill our minds with lie. And the truth is, we are in a battle. It's a battlefield, and we must wage war. We get the opportunity to demolish those crossed wires, to take every thought captive. Church, every thought you have absolutely matters. And it starts by identifying the lie. The second thing is we need to identify the truth. We need to ask the question, what is the truth, right? And of course, in Scripture, it says, and the truth will set you free, right? And uh, I think it's also in the A Few Good Men, if you've ever seen that movie. And I was saying that, and someone said, man, you're a real movie buff. And I'm like, Trust me, I'm not. These, if these aren't in my notes, I'm in trouble. But anyway, but we, when we think of the truth, we're thinking about God's word. We need to identify the truth. Romans 12, verse 2 says, Don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We renew it with God's word. 
We're reworking our brain patterns with God's word. It's a reconceptualization, right? We take every thought, every toxic thought, and we take it captive, those broken soundtrack, and we use God's word to change our mind. And the truth is, you cannot have a positive life with your life filled with negative thoughts. And so you've got to take control. And if you cannot control what you think about, you're not going to win this war. I'm sorry to say. And we can't do it on our own. We said that last time. And so we need God's help. And how do you win? You win with the Word of God. A few verses that you can jot down that will help you. Psalm 119, verse 11. And it says, If I have stored your word in my heart, why? So that I will not sin against you. If there's a sin problem, which the enemy, all of his lies uh, relate to sin issues, whether it's pride or anger or greed or lust, all of those things, but we store up the word of God so we will not sin. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds will lead to death. But then look what it says. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Remember that experience, that last peace, where think, our thoughts, our action, and then the experience we get is the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. And it comes from God's Word, the truth, identifying the truth in every situation. It says in Joshua 1.8, keep the book of the law always on your lips. And then it says, meditate on it day and night. I'm going to pause there. Day and night. So when you're launching into the day, you're using God's word. When Before you're going to bed, before you're launching your dreams, right, you're bringing God's word into your life. You meditate on the truth. And so I just want to give a little exercise. If you're dealing with fear or anxiety or identity issues or lust or addiction, anger, judgmentalism, whatever it is, whatever the stronghold, you're going back to the first, what is the lie in your life that you're believing or that Satan is trying to get control of your mind? You know what you could do? You say, no, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know where this is in Scripture. Well, we've got a little tool called Google, and you Google it. So you say it like this, and I'm not kidding. This, it's as easy as this. You say, fear God's, what does God's word say about fear? Or God's word and anxiety. God's word and identity. God's word and addiction. And I promise you, God's word will pop up and it will make a difference in your life. I know you're like, man, that seems simple. It is simple. You just have to do it. So what is the lie? What is the truth? So we're going to identify the lie, identify the truth. And then we move to the third piece, which is exciting for me to share. We ask ourselves, what is the new soundtrack? Where are we headed here? We're going to create a new anthem, a new declaration. 
or a new affirmation. We're going to take those wires that have been crossed and we're going to create a new pathway. We're going to blaze a new trail. And with God's help, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Let me read it again. I know this verse is the key to this, this whole thing. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, what is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. So we start with our thoughts. And then it says, whatever you've learned and received, practice these things. So we put it into action. And God, the God of peace, that's the experience we'll get, will be with you. It's replacing our thoughts or the enemy's thoughts that he puts in there with God's thoughts. And I love what Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so we replace our old soundtracks with new tunes, with new anthems, with new affirmations, new and improved. And yes, it does take time. It's not just a, a one-time thing. It's not just once on Sunday morning. We need to turn up the volume with the new. We need to take the old and turn down the volume. And we need to understand that when it comes to new patterns and new ways, it takes 63 days, according to neuroscience, for those wires to be reformed and to create new pathways in our brains. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do something together. We're going to do it at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. We are going to collect some evidence of affirmations that we can speak over our own lives. Joshua 1.8 says to meditate on these things day and night. We're going to do that. And when we were thinking about this and, and praying, is, it took me back to 2003 and then 2004. I submitted myself to a coaching uh, environment with Kurt Zastro. He's a missionary now, but uh, back then he was training uh, young leaders. And he walked with me for six months. And he, we started with a 360-degree feedback assessment. So those that were over me, those that were my peers that I was uh, leading, and then those underneath me, all were giving me feedback in regards to my, and, uh, my leadership. And w he would do these different 30-day challenges. And I remember one of them was uh, I, I needed to not interrupt people when they were talking, and I needed to listen more. And, and so he had me wear a rubber band, and for uh, 30 days, I had to snap myself every time I would interrupt somebody. And, uh, and it got so popular. Um, I was a kid's pastor then. If I interrupted kids, they'd come and snap me, or people on the staff with me back in Dayton, they would snap me all the time. My wife loved to snap me. My kids liked to snap me. And it was just a thing, and uh, my hand was never the same. But, but anyway, but I learned after 30 days of snapping myself and the pain of that, it was kind of cool. But one of the other exercises he did is he said, I want you to, we've got some goals that we're working on. I want you to write out some affirmations, some things that are true that you can remind yourself in the morning and the evening, and you're going to do this every day for 30 days. And I would write out these truths relating to my goals, and I did. I would carry around these note cards in my pocket, and, and what we're going to do together uh, as a congregation over the next 
30 days is we're going to do something very similar to that. I've given you guys all a notebook, and if you open it up, I don't know if you've noticed, if you haven't yet, there is a way to open this the right way, like this, and there's a little insert that talks about the three points that we are mentioning in this series. The first is we have to identify the lie, then identify the truth, and then write out our new soundtrack. And this is how this will work. See, we need to put these soundtracks on repeat, a new anthem. And so what Kurt Zastro would tell me, he would say, you got to retire the old, you need to replace it with new, and then repeat it. And it was the three R's, and I'll never forget it. And this is what we're going to try to do. We're going to meditate on the truth about our lives and our situation. And I know that for some of you, this will be a stretch to say, okay, I'm going to identify a stronghold or a lie or a thought in my mind. But would you just give it a try for 30 days? And this is a, we could have several, you could have this full if you, if you need to. What is the lie? What is the stronghold holding you back in this season. And we're going to pray, and we're going to meditate on these things, Philippians 4.8, right? We're going to create some new paths, and this is what we're going to do. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know what? This is something that I have done, and it's kind of morphed into a prayer journal of mine. And this is my prayer journal. I put some cool stickers on it. And so every time I'm doing extended prayer, this is with me. This is for 2021. And when you open it up, there are affirmations in here that are related to my goals and in my life. And I'll just give you a couple examples. These, this, these are things I affirm and will repeat over and over several times a week. Things like this. Like I'm saying this to myself. Bet on the church. Back it up with faith. And I need to say that. I need to feel that over and over. There's another uh, series of training that I'd been through a few years back that, that there was this idea, I have nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to hide, nothing to prove. And I've got that in a little box here. And I've got that actually several places in here. Then the next page, I've got uh, some goals around my spiritual goals and, uh, and prayer goals. And I put in, in parentheses here, my faithfulness or my fruitfulness in every area of my life is linked directly to my time in his presence. Pastor Bobby, you've heard me say this so many times, but that comes from me writing that and making it an anthem in my life. Another one in regards to spiritual things, I, I wrote here, do what Jesus did. Go take a nap. How many uh, like that on a Sunday afternoon? All right, let me just give a couple more. A few pages later, I've got a page on finances and things I pray over in regards to that. I have uh, as an affirmation, as a prayer point that I repeat over and over, and I'll add to this as I need to, but I can be generous on every occasion. And so I pray that over myself, and I pray that over our church, and I have other ones here. Don't let my leaders outgive me, and, you know, those types of things. In regards to intercessory prayer, I said prayer is a priority in everything we do here at the Gateway Church, and I make that a priority. Oh, here's, I've got a family page, and I put here, my family is my priority number one. The single most important thing I do every single week is be with my family. And that's important. And then I'll just go to, then I've got a page for each month. And last month I had a, a, an anthem, Go Bigger, Dream. And that hit me about halfway through the month of April. And so I 
brought that over to May. And again, go bigger, dream bigger. And with the Lord's help, we're going to do some amazing things. And you say, well, why do you share these things? Well, I need to put these things into my life. I need to write these down. I need to repeat these things over and over in my life. And I'm not the only one. You need to do the same. And we're going to give you a tool to do that. When I think about the strongholds that hold me back in, at this time in my life, can I just be honest? Sometimes I still struggle with stuff, materialism. I put here things that the enemy will speak to me, that stuff will make me happy. And so I'll convince myself that you know, a motorcycle will make me happy or a new watch or whatever the case might be. Sometimes the enemy will get a hold of my mind and, and tell me I'm not good enough. Or if people really knew me, they wouldn't like me. And I know what some of you are thinking, like, Pastor, you struggle like that? I absolutely do. And I have to take those thoughts captive. And I have to write down affirmations in what does God's Word say about these things. Other ones I've struggled with, I need to be perfect. Or I can do it all on my own. These are lies from the pit of hell. Or when I think about others, and I think about even you awesome people, I'll think sometimes, oh, they're too busy. I could never ask them to help. Or they don't want to help. Or the church will never have enough leaders or whatever. There's all kinds of crazy lies. And what do we have to do? We need to take those lies. We identify those. We write those things out. And then we need to find the truth of God's Word. That's the second thing. What is the truth from God's Word that will destroy those strongholds? What is it? And so for me, you know, we can look back at some of these things. And if I'm struggling, that stuff will make me happy. I can look at the verses that it's not the abundance of things that will make us happy, but it's, the, it's you know, being in the presence of God. Or I'm not good enough. You no, know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a child of God. Or whatever the case might be, if I can't, can't do it, no, there are others that will, are willing to help. And, and then you identify the truth in God's Word, and then you write it out as an affirmation. And what I'm challenging you to do is to take these three steps every single time you have a negative thought, a lie, a stronghold. If you're struggling with addiction, you write it out. I'm struggling with addiction, whatever the case might be. What does God's Word say about that? Well, uh, that I am an overcomer. I, you, know, you find a verse that will make a deal. You write it out. And then you write out, I am no longer addicted to whatever it is. You affirm that, and then you come back to that. And I just believe that if we do this together for 30 days, the Lord is going to get glory and all the honor. I would encourage you to take this little notebook with you or put it in your Bible when you do your devotions or put it where you, you know, right before you go to bed and uh, make sure you're interacting with it over and over. And let's take some ground back from the enemy. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you are helping us. And Lord, I pray that this simple little tool will make a difference. God, that you will be glorified in our lives as we identify some lies from the enemy. 
that her straight from the pit of hell. And Lord, I pray that you would be glorified as we bring truth into those circumstances, into those situations. And Lord, I pray that we will live with goals and with affirmations that will make the difference. God, I pray that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us and keep us in our hearts and our minds great, uh, greatly fixed on you. We thank you for this and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask that you stand this morning as we prepare to close. This morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, man, we've been praying for you. We're so glad you're here. If you're tracking online and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, we're about to offer you the free gift of salvation. And it's really linked to what God's Word says. God's Word says that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That means there's not one person here who's good enough on your own to make it to heaven. And that might be a surprise to some of you, but it's just the simple truth. We've all, we've all sinned. We've all have, we're all guilty. But the Bible also says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us, to clean up our lives. If we put our faith in him, we, we put our trust in him, he will save us. He'll save you from wherever you are. And this morning, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I'm going to pray a prayer, and this prayer can be yours. And I pray that if you are in need of salvation, that you will pray this with me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word. Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And right now, I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you my heart. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, that you rose from the grave. You made it possible for me to find forgiveness. And Jesus, I pray that you would just clean up my life, set me on a solid rock, help me to live for you. And Jesus, I pray that you would go before us and behind us and all around us as we move through the rest of our days. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you're saying, yes, that's me, uh, would you just make yourself known at the Connection Center? Just stop by. We've got some tools that we want to give you that are going to be a real blessing, that are going to make a huge impact in your life. And uh, we don't want you to go another day without walking with somebody. And we've got people that are interested in doing that with you. And, uh, and if you're online, you can certainly just make a note in the comments, and we would love to partner with you. We can get you these resources and walk with you in that way as well. Man, we thank you. Take these. Use these. Give it a try over the next 30 days. For the month of May, we're the second day in, for, for 30 days here, for the month of May, then let's just see if God doesn't do a great and mighty work. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us. Again, I've said a couple times, go before us, behind us, and all around us. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen and amen. We love you. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. 
Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.